0: This is episode number six, and today we're talking all about what Cuba has taught me. Hello, and welcome to the Taking Back Your Power podcast. I'm Isabel Palacios, and I specifically created and designed this podcast to empower, inspire, and help you cultivate a powerful mindset to build your best life and live out your dreams. May you always remember your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. So get your coffee, smoothie, or wine ready, and let's get started. Hello everyone, it is so good to be back making podcasts. I am so sorry for not updating my podcast regularly. If you guys remember, back in May, I had to move, and my move took about a whole month, and when I finally moved into my new place and got settled in, I had to wait about two or three weeks for my Wi-Fi just to get set up, so... I have been really dying to make more content for you guys and this past month in june i spent it in the beautiful enchanting magical island of cuba now a lot of you guys know that i travel to cuba probably once a month but i do go regularly to cuba and if you've been following me for a while you'll know that i do have two very special people who live down in cuba and one is my sister's husband and one is my significant other so there you go that is why i travel down there so much and it's really funny i'm gonna be super candid and just unedited in this podcast because I just get so many questions about it, and it's really an interesting story, and I also want to talk about my experiences down there, what I've learned from that country, and how it's changed me, and in more ways than not, and also I apologize, I live close to the airport, so you're gonna hear planes, I guess right now is a really heavy time for flights right now, so if you hear a plane overhead, let's just act like it's sound effects, and it's going with my story, because this is a travel story. So, as I said, I travel to Cuba on average probably once a month, and this last time I spent probably the longest time, which is a whole month, usually I go for about a couple of weeks or so, but this time I spent an entire month over there with my significant other in Havana, and we celebrated our one-year anniversary, and it's been about one year since I met him and I went to Cuba for the first time. So... I first went in the end of May of 2017, and it was a birthday trip for my sister, and it was a super last-minute, last-decision trip. We were really on the fence about going to Cuba, and a good friend of hers had just been And she highly recommended it and she was just super excited and she said she loved it. So we trusted her judgment and we booked everything probably like two or maybe about a day before. (laughs) We booked the Airbnb, we booked, you know, the flights, whatever. And we had, you know, a nice trip over there. And that's when I met my significant other and she first had a love at first sight with her husband. And ever since then, I've been going about once a month. And it's kind of long, the story. Her story and my story, they do coincide a lot, but they're completely different. And maybe I'll make a video or something about our experiences and how we met our (laughs) boyfriends and husbands. And I'll be more open with you guys about that when time comes to share. But Honestly, I get so many questions about traveling there and what it's like and If you're American, you know that Cuba is like the forbidden island. If you're Canadian, you can travel easily and Americans we have had difficulty Americans can fly there legally, but you have to have a special permission So since I technically have family down there, which is my brother-in-law, I am able to fly freely now I am NOT Cuban I am American born and I have Colombian and Guatemalan parents, so I speak Spanish fluently and I love the Latin culture, I travel to Latin America a lot, but Cuba has never been anything more to me than just an island in the Caribbean that's communist and the enemy of America, of the United States, so I don't have history with Cuba, I don't have any special ties except now I have somebody very special down there and somebody who has changed my life in so many ways. And I'm not going to make this a love story podcast. I just want to talk about why Cuba is so, so important to me. And it's not just because of the person I met down there and the person that I am in a happy, loving relationship with. And it's long distance, but It's really been both a struggle, and both a great learning experience, and both a beautiful experience, and I am so grateful that I have had this experience to go to Cuba. So, let's just start from the beginning. When I first went, I instantly fell in love with the culture, the people, the beauty of the island, the old cars, and just the throwback the whole nation the whole island is it's a huge throwback and to see something that is newer than the 1980s is really really rare (laughs) they don't have internet all the time they have to go to parks to get wi-fi and everything is just such a struggle down there and that's why whenever i go to cuba you guys don't hear from me on the internet i don't get on social media i have a huge social media cleanse and I ground myself over there because I'm not constantly on my phone, I'm not constantly connected, and it's really about interpersonal relationships over there. It's about having friends and helping each other out and growing together and just being together in the struggle. The Cuban people are huge supporters of each other because the struggles they've had to endure because of politics and foreign policy and just the entire Cold War and the embargo and just the relations that they've had economically with other countries, especially the United States. So it is a very difficult place to live because you don't have a lot of things that we have in a western country and when you're born there you're used to it it's kind of like you're born into the struggle and it becomes a part of you a part of your life so when you haven't seen anything else you really don't feel like you're limited in any way and of course there's a lot of cubans that have family members that live outside or afuera like they say whenever they have people or friends or family who live outside of cuba they say it's outside or afuera in spanish And usually that refers to the United States. So they do know that they have a lot of limitations over there because they have friends and family who until recently couldn't go back to Cuba. They have a lot of people telling them how life is and they see on social media and things like that. Now that social media has been open to them and the internet has been available to them, they are now becoming aware, especially those who were born after the revolution, they're becoming aware of... What's outside and how their society has been more closed off from everything. So Cuban people are some of the most hardworking and inspirational people, society as a whole, just because you see them craft from anything. You you see them like their old cars, those cars have been Basically, they're called the Frankenstein cars because they're made of so many different parts of different cars. They have an old shell from the 50s, and usually they'll have a steering wheel from one car, brakes from another type of car, and it's just they are masters at innovation with what they have. And it makes you appreciate what you have. It makes, especially me, I appreciate so much when I come back to the US. I am so, so grateful for every single thing I have. I am grateful for the little things that I can go to a restaurant and order basically anything I want and not be told, oh, we don't have this or oh, we're not going to have that for months or we've been out of this for months. I mean, of course, that does happen here. But what I'm saying is that we don't have scarcity here in the United States the way that they do have over there. And it's almost to the point that even if you do live pretty well, Because you can live well in Cuba if you work really hard, but even if you get to the point where you live really well, and you have your income, and you live in a nice home, and you have a car, and those luxuries over there, you are still limited in so many ways. And here, if you are a person of middle class, even lower middle class, you still have so much more than the average person in Cuba, or the well-off people in Cuba. Now, I've never been a materialistic person. I've never been a person who's obsessed with designer labels or having the newest and best of everything. Of course, I do like to live well, and I do have my standard of living, and I do like to be comfortable. And I am not a person who looks down upon money, and I don't think money is evil, and I've never had that mindset ever. But I have learned to be less focused on the material because I have seen how people who have next to nothing and don't even have more than one pair of shoes, I've seen them be happy and I've seen them how they treat others and they really, really, really love other people. They really appreciate others, not because of what others can do for them or what they can give them or the fact that somebody is rich, but because they're good people and they're supportive and they're there for their friends. If their friends ever need anything, they're always there. It's not like our society here where we don't, talk to people, we isolate ourselves off, we don't know our neighbors, we never leave our homes, we don't socialize, everything's done through internet and we have such a culture of I don't need anyone and I'm antisocial and we don't have human connection here. That's how I feel in 2018, the United States, especially us millennials and younger generations were taught to be antisocial and that if you don't need people, you're better. And over there, it's the complete opposite. Over there, you do rely on your friends. Over there, you do know your neighbors. People leave their doors open and walk in and out and say hello. And people are super social. And it's just such a social environment. It's such an open environment. And it's funny because my boyfriend is very private. He's He has a lot of friends, but he can be kind of antisocial. So when I'm over there it's usually just me and him and we go to the beach together, we do everything and it's usually just me and him. But when we do hang out with his family friends or whatever friends, it's usually a more social environment. And I love that because when I'm here in the States, I usually am just working and grinding and at home. And you guys know I'm not a huge person that likes to go clubbing. I got that out of my system in college and I'm not a huge partier anymore. I don't even drink when I'm here in the States, but when I'm over there... I do like to go out and see people and be more social and not publish everything online. So that's a huge lesson I learned over there is to just, just live in the moment and just appreciate the company of others and appreciate the small things, the small moments and the laid back attitude because here in the United States, we're about work, 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 work. And then living for the weekend and going out and then coming back, work, 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 it's never a time for, hey, let's just sit and enjoy each other's company and not be on our phones and not be publishing everything or Snapchatting everything or putting everything on our stories or tweeting and things like that. And I know it's controversial for some people, especially people who are super patriotic and pro-United States, trust me. I'm a huge patriot. I love my country. I'm so grateful that my parents decided to immigrate here when they were really young and they built a life here. And I was born here because you guys have no idea how grateful I have become just by submerging myself in that culture. And when I'm over there, I don't go to the tourist hotspots. I don't go to the nice restaurants that people go to, especially American tourists or European tourists or Canadian tourists. I don't usually go there. I usually go to the places where my boyfriend usually goes. So we eat at the same restaurants he goes to, which are a lot cheaper than where I would go when I was just a tourist and I was visiting for the first time. So I have definitely seen the normal, not sugar-coated, not touristy side of Cuba, of Havana. And I have seen how the real people live. And honestly, to anybody who goes and visits Cuba and they see it, they will probably be in shock. And if they've never traveled to a lower socioeconomic country or a third world country, you'd probably be in shock. But to me, I see it and I don't see these people as poor or they have less than me or they're at a disadvantage to me. I see them as humans, as people who have struggles just like any other person, but theirs are a little bit different. And I don't feel sorry for Cuban people because I feel like pity is such a negative attribute to give to somebody. I think that it's almost disrespectful to have pity on somebody, but I do become aware of their struggle and i respect them more if anything i don't pity them i respect them for despite having such little resources and being so limited that they are able to create a home they're able to have healthy lives they're able to have healthy children they're able to keep a family together they're able to keep things together despite not having much and it makes me realize that in america we make so many excuses and not just in america when i say america i mean in the in Western developed countries, we make so many excuses about why we can't see somebody, or why we can't do something, or this isn't perfect because this and this and this, or I can't get ahead because this and this and this. And we have so many opportunity here. We have so much opportunity. That's one thing is that I see how it is to live under communism. And I'm grateful that I live under capitalism. And I know capitalism to many people is not a great thing. I know it has a negative connotation, but I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity to be able, from home, speak into a microphone, reach thousands of people, and be able to make a living off of doing what I love, when over there people are struggling just to get by. And that, you guys have no idea how grateful that makes me feel, how blessed, how energetic about my life that I was lucky enough to be born here in this position I'm in and to be able to have everything I have. And why did I deserve this? Why did I deserve to be born here? What did they deserve to be born over there? It's honestly truly humbling to me to just think of all those things. And I know it might sound like I'm crying. (laughs) Trust me, I have still a little bit of a cold left, but I do get emotional just thinking about it. And I do get super super humble it's huge humility just to think of it and if anything i want you guys you don't have to travel to cuba you don't have to go submerge yourself or you know be in a relationship with a cuban to understand these things and hopefully me by talking about them and hopefully giving you some perspective that traveling is such an eye-opener. Traveling is so so important, and not just traveling to the tourist spots and the good areas and where everyone else goes just to get a cute Instagram photo. Not just that kind of travel. I mean the travel where you actually submerge yourself in the culture. And it's not just in Cuba, you can go to any country. You can go to any Latin American country, you can go to any Asian country, go to any even in Europe, in the United States, wherever you're from, in Africa, you can go anywhere else and just submerge yourself in the culture and realize that every culture has its negatives and positives. Every culture has its bad things and it's bad people and it's good people and it's good points, but it's important to see others and see how others live and see the perspectives of others so that you can get a good perspective on your life. Because even if you do live in a lower socioeconomic country or in a quote unquote third world developing country, even if you do live there and you travel somewhere that is probably has more money or is better off than where you live, you can still understand that and see that materialism and this whole greed that a lot of people have is not the key to happiness. And that you can have so much less and be happier than somebody with so much more because you're grateful for the little things you have. And you're grateful for what you have in here. And it might not be perfect. It might not be everything you want yet, but you have it. And you have that perspective and that experience. And that is worth more than gold. And I've learned that, you know, we all talk about what kind of superpowers. We all say that we wish we could talk to animals. We wish we could speak any language in the world. We wish we could fly, be invisible. But if I could have a superpower, it would be to have perspective, and be able to see through the eyes of everybody that i meet and no matter how different they are to me from everyone in the world i wish i had the ability to just get into their shoes and see things and live life through their eyes just so i could have that perspective because with the experiences that other people have with the lives that they lead with everything they've been through imagine how knowledgeable how intelligent just the wealth of information you can get from seeing things through other people's eyes, through living in other people's perspectives and in somebody else's shoes and having that empathy with people and being able to understand why people work the way they do and act the way they do. And just having that knowledge, I think, Amazing. That would be my dream (laughs) to be able to get all that knowledge from everyone else and their experiences from all over the world, from all walks of life, and be able to use that experience in my own life, in my own struggles, and in just being grateful for what I have. And that's how I feel now. I want to help as many people as I can. And going to Cuba, I will say if you're from the United States or Canada or Europe, I know I have a lot of German. Followers, if you're able to go to Cuba, please. I highly, 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 highly recommend you go and you visit and you get to know their lifestyle. You submerge yourself there. Of course, go visit the tourist spots. It's beautiful. There's so many wonderful, beautiful, amazing places to go there and old Havana, especially. But if you can travel anywhere else in other cities in Cuba, I urge you to please go. It is, an experience that I am so grateful with the universe for giving me. I'm so grateful that I decided to take that trip in May of last year. I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to go, that travel has opened up to Cuba, and even though I don't agree with politics that's been going on over there or certain things, I urge you to please go and support the people of Cuba the hardworking, creative, and warm, welcoming people of Cuba, I highly, highly, highly recommend you book a flight there and stay in an Airbnb so that you're supporting the local businesses and family-owned businesses and going to family-owned bars and restaurants and buying from people in the streets and just giving money back to the community because I know there's a huge misconception that when you go to Cuba, you're automatically helping out the government and giving money to the government and the military, but that's not true. There's a lot of people there who are self-employed and I know many people personally who are self-employed and not all their money that they earn goes to the government. They are able to live well and have a good living in Cuba by their own businesses. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs over there, a lot of hardworking, a lot of hustlers. And of course, you know, you have to be careful because like in any foreign country, it's always tough for a foreigner to go and, you know. But there's one thing about Cuba that I have never found in any other country, especially here in the United States, in Europe, in Latin America as a whole, because Latin America could be a very violent place. But Cuba is very, very safe. And what I mean safe, is that you can walk down the street at night and you don't have to worry about getting mugged. You can go to any place and even a woman on her own can walk around and not be worried about getting assaulted or anything. As a woman, I know it's hard for us to travel on our own. I do recommend finding a Driver who is reliable, and most of the drivers down there are very reliable, very honest, hardworking people, and it's not that expensive to go down there. So, I recommend you know, before you go, do your research, find reliable, even your Airbnb, your host at the Airbnb can get you reliable drivers, reliable tour guides. And if you wish to go, please do your research, fi- figure out what you want to see first. If you want to go to Havana, if you want to go to Veradero, Varadero, which is the beach, Cayo Coco, Vignales, which is the beautiful countryside, if you want to go to different places, please do your research and please just book your flight and go. I highly recommend you go and you experience this place because it's a place that's been untouched by capitalism, it's a place that's been untouched by consumerism, by... Americanism. (laughs) It's a place that's really isolated from the world. And yes, you do have internet access over there, but you have to go to a park or a public place where they have Wi-Fi set up and the internet isn't free. You have to buy an internet card, which is probably about five bucks for about five hours. So definitely go submerge yourself, whatever you can do. Disconnect from the internet. Just go and live there not live there but experience it and just live in the moment and see how you like it because almost everyone who's traveled to Cuba has said nothing but positive wonderful things about it especially if you're from the United States it's the complete opposite of what we're used to here so it's like going to another world it's like going to another time period it's truly a remarkable experience and i'm so grateful that i am able to travel there as often as i can and i have connections down there and friends and family and so much down there it's a truly wonderful place it's so close to my heart and it's definitely changed me in so many ways and i am going to make a vlog for cuba I'm not sure how I'm going to structure it. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it on this last trip that I had. My two best friends from college, one lives in New Orleans, one lives in New York. They both came down to visit me for a weekend and it was such a fun experience because they were able to meet my boyfriend who is so, so special to me and he's such a huge part of my life and to have them meet him was so great and the fact that they, you know, they liked him and It was just wonderful to have two facets of my life. My two best friends who've been with me through some of my toughest times and my very special person (laughs) that has my heart for them to come together and meet and for my two worlds to come together was truly amazing for me. And I'm so, so very grateful. And I'm going to share that probably with you guys. I want to in a video. And I have so much beautiful footage. And for those of you who are interested in traveling, I hope it will be good useful guide and give you some ideas about what you want to do and maybe convince you to finally just jump the gun and (laughs) book your ticket so thank you guys for sitting with me and listening to my rambly story (laughs) my little life lessons if you guys want me to create more content surrounding cuba maybe a traveler's guide or just make more podcasts or maybe share my story of how me and my boyfriend met and our whole our life together so far for a year and i would love to make that content if that's something that you'd be interested in it is definitely my private life and i am a more private person if you guys know even though i am on the internet and i do have a pretty large following i'm not a huge person on talking about my personal life if that makes sense my relationships and things like that but I love you guys so very much, and I have such a positive, wonderful, open-minded, and just amazing, amazing following, and I don't even like to call you guys followers, you guys are like my friends, you're my support system, and you mean the world to me, so to share that part of my life with you, I think is a lot easier than I'm making it out to be, it would be a joy to share that with you, so... Thank you guys so much for joining me on today's episode. I promise I am going to be more consistent with posting a podcast once a week again. I'm so glad to be back in the rhythm of things and being able to put out more content for you guys. Please be sure to follow me on social media if you want to know more about my personal life and just be connected with me. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and I'm now on Facebook and my instagram twitter handle and i'm on snapchat but i haven't been really using snapchat lately <laughs> but it's Isabel V Palacios in twitter and on instagram and i will link everything below as well in the description of this podcast but yes let's connect and don't forget to check out my videos as well i'm on youtube and i just put up a lot of attraction videos so Let's get connected. I love you guys so very much. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And I almost forgot. No matter who you are in this life, no matter where you're from, no matter where you were born or what language you speak or how much money you have or just who you are in this world and what you look like. Did I say that already? Well, you know. Your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. I love you guys and I can't wait to be back with you on next episode of Taking Back Your Power.